she looked just like his dreams. Dark red hair, deep skin, a stance between confident and cautious. She showed up all the time, sometimes in dresses, sometimes in more practical noblewear. They were power, persuasive, and... Isaac knew it meant something. Even before seeing her, it was a reflex. The shape of her face and vibrant colors in the darkness of his slumber. Eyes so sharp he couldn't shake them in his waking hours. For a few years now, he had gotten that cowardly toy maker to create for him. Making sure he knew who was in charge, of course. After the first bruises, he started making them better. Correcting the face, and the skin, and the oh-so-piercing eyes. But here she was. He tensed his arm, bristling red under a veneer of plate, and building away. For how long? How long had she been real outside the confines of his thoughts? How long had she been close enough that he could see her and know he wasn't simply mad? The time was here that that could change. The time they would meet. He felt his smile come back to his face. Time to make his dreams come true. Hello, Internet! Uh, welcome back to Curse of Innistrad. Uh, last time we had our group of adventures after they finished up with their affairs out towards the winery slash vineyard, found themselves returning back to Palos alongside uh, a, their friendly caravan who helped them along the way for expediency's sake. Uh, along the way they encountered, not resistance, but uh, a band of hunters and travelers led by a man named Pollen, who they had heard a few good things of in past and who had shown a remarkable skill for stealth and observation. Uh, once arriving back, they went about business, primarily shopping and selling off some of the artifacts they found, primarily the rare gemstones. Uh, encountered a few things interest and discussing many things amongst themselves, but most notably so was a toy maker shop owned by one Gadolf Blinsky. Gadolf Blinsky had an immense talent for the arts, but in the process of looking through his wares, they found quite a few macabre things. Uh, but of most interest was a series of dolls made to look like uh, Irina Kolyana, the woman they escorted to Palas for her own safety away from the reaches of Moor. So, uh, they learned that from this, that it was a commission from someone who worked for the Baroness, a man by the name of Isaac. Uh, wanting to pursue this further, he went to go visit him personally at his house, and looking through the window, noticed quite a few of these dolls. And upon knocking on the door and making a few accusatory statements, found himself face to face with a mountain of a man, who then removed armor from his arm to reveal a large arm with claws and black veins that sprouted fire. Before he brought first. Nick was just doing the Nephalian welcome. Show your weapon and possibly brandish it at somebody. No, I haven't stabbed him yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was coming till he uh, he escalated. And now brought to a head, the man threatened Nick back 
And as they stared off, that's where we brought a close to our last session and where we bring a start. Uh, so before anything, uh, Nick, roll me initiative. Let me just say, guys, probably going to be fine. <laughs> Nick, I believe in you. I, I kind of believe in you, Nick. I believe in you to kill this man. Oh, nice. Please inform me of said initiative. X. Yeah, let's say uh, 17. 17. Okay, great. And uh, to get my bearings, I guess, before we get fully into the dramatics, even though it ruins a bit of the tone, I believe, uh, Conrad, you were heading back from the tavern, specifically in this direction, to look for Nick? Yes. And everyone was at the Blue Water Inn, correct? Yes. Yes, congratulating Illyria on her uh, suitor. Faust is going to head out to uh, town. i got a pretty extensive shopping list now. Okay. So, whatever. Sure. All right. So, Nick, as this man, covered in muscles and dressed in just clothes tight enough to show that he is larger than the tailor's bargain for, what do you do? He's six foot four and full of muscles. Someone just turned on the tap for muscles and didn't stop when it was full. No middle sliders. Except they didn't make a cartoonishly back and forth. They just went all one direction. <laughs> um... Yeah, he, I mean, aside from, you know, a couple of seconds uh, to sort of process the strange uh, anatomy of this fellow, he is going to, it's a probing stab with the rapier. Probe him. Sure, roll that for me. Probing stab one of your abilities? or it's probing, probing is not a descriptor I would use for a sword. That's, that's a little sensitive for a... All right. Uh, 20. All right, you hit. Main hand, yeah, obviously. All right. I'm just going to stab him a little, see if it works. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is a 20. Okay. With <laughs> a not- brief pause to analyze the situation in front of you, you step forward and just push your rapier into his chest. And though his vest seems to be made of leather and a few thick layers of it, you push through, the point of your blade's still sharp, and you feel it penetrate through flesh like anyone else. He looks a bit confused at you doing this, barely reacting to it, even as you can see blood uh, welling around the mark you've poked through him. Didn't I tell you to run? (laughs) If I listened to sense, I wouldn't have been here in the first place. He'll try a follow-up slash with the sword. Twelve. This time, as you swing back across him, it just catches against the layered piece of leather. You feel it cut through a couple of straps in the first bit, but the second one weathers the blow. It's a little awkward. He leers at you as a piece of the fabric, uh, or I guess hide cuts off. Well, hide's also treated different. I guess just leather. A fraction of leather comes off. A smidgen, I believe it's called. <laughs> oh, of course. A haunch. <laughs> A leather haunch. A hawk. A leather haunchy. So, do you do anything else? Uh, nope. We'll see how bad the, the hit hurts before we try to start running away from it. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. All right. So, he eyes you confused before reaching forward with his hand covered in flame, his other hand choking the axe out of his belt. Uh, he attempts to place his hand as it flickers with the fire right over your face. That is a 16 to hit. That it's on the nose, right? Yep. Should have bought that uh, studded leather. 
<laughs> Maybe if you had a target shield. Or that ring of protection. <laughs> Awkward. That is nine fire damage. Oh, I'll cut that in half. Okay. You feel it sear at the edge of your face, but you lean backwards, attempting to evade from what you can. And is, Isn't it clean-shaven? Yes. Well, if you weren't, you certainly would be now. You feel a few pieces of the hair on the top of your head crisp up a bit as you lean backwards. Uh, in the process, though, you get a glimpse of the corner of your eye of the flash of light as his axe whips over from the side and attempts to cleave into you. That is a 18 to hit. So. again. Well, it... That's a lot of dice. I realize I rolled the wrong dice first. That is uh, 18 slashing damage. Oh boy. Do you get to cut that in half? No, it's an ordering thing. Uh... <laughs> oh, you cut the first one in half? Yeah. Huh. I don't know the road. He gets to, he gets to cut well. one in half. And he, um, so you feel the axe come up from beneath, and unfortunately you're used to the sensation by now this is entering into the lower part of your torso. You feel your flesh tear. It doesn't sink all the way in, but it goes much deeper than you would have ever liked to be. If you're just going to stay here, this isn't going to be much fun. You know, I think I'll take you up on that. That running thing. <laughs> he smiles. It's crooked, not dirty, but still that look of people who you who aren't from the city. It's not that gleaming white. It's weathered. Move that. It's your turn. Uh, yep. He is gonna double dash. <laughs> uh, Mario Kart double dash. All right. Well, he rolls uh, a an attack of opportunity. Oh uh, yeah. That is a 24 to hit. Yep. <laughs> Paradoxically, I should have stabbed him first. <laughs> he found a way to deal more damage to you. That is 12 damage. I'm on a 6. Oh, no. <laughs> Politely Oof. asking you to, uh, to trigger another attack. All right. You turn and move to step away. Uh, and as you do so, you can feel the crack against your spine, and you can feel a few of your ribs move apart in a way that you weren't expecting them to. Your vision blurs, and then starts fading black. Conrad! Yellow? Where, uh, how... So, let's see, what route were you heading back? Just right there? Uh, yeah. If I remember correctly, I was, I was moving pretty quickly after him. Yeah. Uh, so, give me one death saving throw, please, Axe. Uh, it's a fail, right? It's ten or less is a fail on this. Uh, less than ten. Ten or higher is success. Yeah, yeah, six, so. Okay, mark that down. This guy's a jerk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure even beyond, is. even beyond everything else, when he finally did start running, you just hit him in the back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, wait. wait. Oh, this isn't going to be fun. Wait, since I had another turn... I can have the damage from that, can't I? This is true, which I believe would have halved it to six, and you said you're at minus six, so zero. It would have been exactly zero. Yeah. Yeah. What state are you in if you're at zero health? It's the same, the okay, exact bad. same. Bad right. is what state you're in. But it'll be harder for him to hack Nick to death. No, no. See, when you go to minus, you don't go to minus. If it doesn't do no. literally you your HP again and damage, you just get downed. That you is it. Become the minus zone. Yes, there is no such thing as negative HP in this game. Great. So, uh, Conrad, as you head along the cobbles, you roll me a perception check, I suppose. You got it. 
Oh, that's not bad. Uh, what's my perception at? That's uh, 19 in total. All right. Amongst the trees and houses, you make your way quite quickly. You're keeping your eyes out for Nick. Trees and houses? Oh, uh, yeah, all the trees and houses, you know, where everyone's plotting to overthrow the church. You know, you're really going to have to crack down on those one of these days. Uh, <laughs> but it is. Uh, you keep looking between them, uh, walking along the cobble road. There's a few peasants out, but none of them really seem to pay you mind. In fact, many skirt your vision as best as they can. Uh, but as you're passing, you see someone being lifted up from the ground. There's a large man, bald, wearing a fur-trimmed heavy vest with a strange dark-colored arm that is lifting up a man from the ground. You can see the streaks of red from the man on the ground and unfortunately recognize that hairstyle anywhere. <laughs> That's what I recognize first? It's the first thing you see is his head as it lolls backwards. Yeah, he seems to be boy. unconscious and covered in blood. Yeah, I'm just going to keep moving towards them. You're going to want to put him down. The man turns to you. As you approach, you can tell that you're not a short man, but this man is nearly another head taller than you. Mm. Says who? Going to keep moving until I'm in uh, arm's reach of them both. He doesn't step away or do anything. In fact, he bends down just slightly. You can see Nick held over his shoulder, but roughly without much care to the thought. Mm. And he is like clearly unconscious and bleeding a lot. The reason that you realize from a distance you weren't able to immediately recognize him by his outfit alone is because of how covered by red it is. Okay. So the guy's not no, impeding in any way? Not in any way. He is just standing there with Nick over his shoulder, seeming dismissive. Something that you're not particularly used to other than that of vampires and things of the creature ilk themselves. Okay. But then again, most of them wouldn't do so during broad daylight. Like in a city where there are other people around. Does he stop me from putting a hand on Nick's leg? He doesn't move to stop you, but he eyes you oddly. I lay on hands for 25 points of damage. Listen, he's already out of... As he starts saying that, your hands glow, pale and white, and it climbs up along Nick's flesh. Nick, your eyes flicker open, and you can feel intense pain radiating your entire body. Some of it eases, as you can feel your ribs begin to put, be put back where they're intended to belong. The feeling of them crawling through your flesh is not a pleasant one. As you come to, you realize that your body is being uh, circumvented is the correct word. Um, I guess circumference, if that... Anyway, uh, encompassed by an arm surrounding you. Encircled? Yeah, he wakes up with a gasp, and, uh... Your, your ribs are crawling in your skin, but your wounds oh, are healing. Oh, good. <laughs> now what is this nonsense? So, Conrad, it is very worth stating that at this range, there is no way of this man hiding what seems to be his entire one of his entire arms being covered in a saturated crimson-red flesh. There are... Curling, curving marks cross it, black. Some look like veins and long claws. But he doesn't seem worried about it, even by you, who clearly bears symbols of the church. This man was terrorizing me, sir. Uh, to answer your question, Conrad, uh, he is probably working for more and uh, appears to be part monster. He doesn't let you go, Nick, still having you held in his arm. 
It was um, terrorizing me, I said. So I terrorized him right back. While he's trying to convince this Inquisitor he's not an evil man, I'm going to uh, try Divine Sense on him. Sure. Uh, could you tell me the things that that detects? Yes. Um, so it works if he's not within full cover. I don't believe he is from Nick alone. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it lets me know the location of Celestials, Fiends, or and Undead, and within 60 feet of me. Sure, okay. And also the presence of any unhallowed or hallowed areas. So, as you focus intensely, you feel uh, that sign that you were intending to f- search for around. Uh, it's only places within sight, no full cover, what range? 60 feet. 60 feet, okay. Uh, yes, uh, you feel it, and as you look towards him, you feel it coming from him, but not him as the whole simply his arm. It ends right as it reaches the cuff and goes under his vest. Most assuredly fiend activity, but that's about right. the extent you find. I see. This man's been terrorizing you. That's what I said. How has this man a quarter your size been terrorizing you? I, I'm like half his size at best. Okay, let's not exaggerate. Comes to my house, starts accusing me of things, working with the, that fiend, that devil, the vampire. Would you mind telling me about your arm there? Looks down at it and almost su- in a way that seems not surprised, but uh, casual. As if someone who not forgot it was there, but didn't think about the fact it was there. Oh, this. Been this way for a while. Woke oh, up with that, one day. he flung fire with me at, at me with it. you never seen a whiz before. Conrad, as fast as growing a, a strange huge red arm when I wasn't looking. I, I, I asked that question sincerely. Listen, it is Faustus. If you know him, you take him with you and make sure he never comes back to bother me. Hold in on, ca- which on. case, what's it? What's your name? Isaac. Isaac. It's nice to meet you. I'm afraid wish that... I wish I could say the same, but it doesn't seem like it's going that. I'm afraid your arm has been corrupted by an infernal presence. That's so. I can tell you beyond the shadow of a doubt. And bring it up with the other inquisitor. He stares at you pointedly. Why is why does my compatriot have a burnt face? Because he terrorized me, and I don't take kindly. How exactly did it go? He lingers for a moment, exhaling a very slowly amount. He seems exasperated and almost confused that it could be taking this long to get this conversation done with. Comes to my house, tells me I've done something wrong, tells me I'm working with the vampire. I tell him I've done nothing of the sort. I tell him I'm not coming to get my doll, because apparently that's why he shows up, but then he makes all these accusations. So I says for him to leave. I show him my axe. He ain't so frightened of it, he pulls out his own sword. When he pulls out his sword, I pull out my arm. Then he stabs me. Then I hit him a few times, and he falls down. Sound about right? Um, well, since, since we're doing apparently a full inquisitorial review here, I would like to submit out for the record uh, the, the dolls are that woman we brought here. It's peculiar, but I suppose not a crime. Are you serious? Does the account sound correct? Uh, mostly. Anything to add, subtract? Uh... No, I suppose I'll let the record stand. Isaac, 
You said to take it up with the other Inquisitor. That's right. She's already given me a pass on this one. Really? Doesn't like it too much, but I still got it, don't I? Living right out back where she's been living for months now. No, no, clearly. Clearly. Would you mind coming with me to speak with her about it? You'll be compensated for your time. You see him adjust the weight of Nick under his arm. It's a bit more comfortable position for him, not for Nick. <laughs> How much compensation are we talking about? Is this really your priority at this very moment? It is important, Nick. I was talking to him. Uh, never mind. I'm in no rush. How about a gold piece just for coming with me, adjusted for any unexpected delays? Five. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. It is only with great reluctance that I'm not attempting to deal with this now. So too. You don't seem to understand the situation here. You're acting like you're in control, like you get to di dictate what happens here, like you're doing me a gift by taking my time and giving me a pittance. He terrorizes me in my home and I defend myself. I have the right to do that in my town. <laughs> if you want me to come along with you, you give me my five. Or leave me the hell alone. Sure. It's worth five GP to me. He holds out the red hand, since it's the one not currently surrounding Nick. This is the part where you normally shake hands, but one of his is occupied. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> I'll toss the gold pieces in. See if it falls into the fire hole. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any particular, like, gashes or wounds or any sort of holes to emit fire out of. Just swirling black and atop bright red flesh. He palms it and sets it into one of his pockets. I appreciate your cooperation. You want him back? I think that his ribs are would rather thank you for putting him down, at least. That's not a yes. Yes, I want him back. Right. <laughs> Nick, he uh, drops you to the ground. With your sense of balance, you're able to catch yourself. It's not too difficult. It hurts. Not necessarily the fall, but the fact of everything else that has happened to you prior to said fall. There, there are certain things about Nick that have been hurt. <laughs> uh, they're intangible, though. Uh, well, then, just looks down at his shirt incredulously. Uh, You've lost two shirts in such a short amount of time, in two days. Now then, shall we? He just gestures with his free hand. Well, I guess suppose both are free, but with the non-intensely red one. Sure. Yeah, sure, we'll head off to, uh, to uh, Cetus, what the name? That turned out much differently than I presumed it was going to. Um, it so, is, uh, it is far, this information is far more valuable than instant gratification. <laughs> So, uh, Faustus, where were you going to go up to? You were shopping? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I've got a, quite a list here. I can just post it. Uh, sure, hit me up. Let's see what you're looking for. Worth noting, if you're looking for things at the price they are in the book, that's not necessarily what they are here. Okay, maybe, well, maybe it will even out to uh, correct. I'll say I'll adjust as necessary, but... Uh, tools, a wagon and donkeys, a crossbow, and uh, spell inscription components are the main uh, categories. You gotta love well, when your shopping list is in categories. Oh, this, uh, <laughs> viewers or listeners, this is quite the list. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, we got crossbows, some bolts, a case, and donkeys, bits and bridles, a wagon, some feed, a barrel of water. <laughs> a barrel of water. <laughs> the donkeys have to drink too. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Components: bedroll, tent, blanket, shovels, rope, crowbar, sledgehammer. Yeah, Ooh, a sledgehammer. A miner's pick. Shovels in the multiple. <laughs> And many sacks and tarps are the red flags popping up to me. I do, I do love a good shopping list. It is just unfortunate that supply and demand is not great here. <laughs> Some oil flasks, fine. Two robes. One. Hat. Everyone's been wearing the same clothing for like a month. You mean Grove uh, has more? Nick has had to forcibly change his shirt multiple times now. Grove has jacket, clothes on black. now that never need to get changed because they mend themselves. <laughs> One pair of dress pants, black. They don't, they don't Febreze themselves, though, do they? You think Grove has a sense of smell anymore? That's cute. One on only used for cracking. He can't smell himself anymore. All right, well, in that case, the first thing he wants to go get is the spell inscription components, then the wagon, then the crossbow, then the tools. Sure. You bought some expensive inks here before. There were uh, a few of the places that did other works not directly related to purveying inks, as that's not really a large enough shop on its own around here. Um, however, it doesn't take you particularly long. Those are actually purchased at price. Okay, that's an easy one. Um, as for uh, crossbow and bolts, um, those are uh, price and a half. Price and a half of... Uh, that's the cheapest he can, he can get them at, then I'll just skip that for now. Uh, the others are also going to be much considerably more expensive than you might want then. So as yeah. you go looking for the rest of the goods, you find, yourself, um, you find yourself back into one of the places uh, that you didn't encounter, but you heard a tale about how the rest of them did. Uh, you see the remains of a carnival wagon parked outside of a... Lot, I suppose, is the best way to describe it. Gravel and dirt. Um, there's a faded wooden sign above it that reads the Airsex Stockyard. Uh, next to around there, though, there's a largish building, a uh, front store, that doesn't seem to have any other particular notification signs on it, but it seems to, from the merchandise displayed in the windows and it being right next to here, seems to be where you would buy any other goods you might be looking for. There's a small barn next to it with a variety of various farm and stock animals. A few horses, though, mostly looking not malnourished, but a bit weathered. All right, he'll uh, take a look around. Uh, when you step inside, uh, there's an older man. Um, uh, rough beard. Motions to you as you enter. Oh, come in, come in. Uh, please have a look around if you'd like. We don't have... Uh, the finest selection of lands, but best around here, best in Palas, I can assure you. All right, well, I'm looking for a wagon, and if you have any donkeys or mules to pull... Wagon, you say? Well, I could scrape one together. I don't think I have one out in the lot, but it wouldn't take too much time to either find one or make one. It'd be a day at most. How, how soon do you need it? Mm, by tomorrow, ideally. By tomorrow. Well, we definitely do have donkey. Uh, Ubella should be fine. So let's see. We're looking at oh, let's see. That's about ninety gold for the wagon and another twenty-five for the donkey. You probably know that's quite a markup, isn't it? You do. Um, 
However, looking about uh, when he said that he was the finest amount of purveyor there, you are from you've seen most of the town by this point. If you're looking to purchase elsewhere, there's not really a choice. However, unlike in the other case, the other town, um, this man doesn't seem aggressive about it. To look upon him, he almost seems apologetic. Ninety gold for a wagon. It's not easy to come by a wagon out here. Kresk is a bigger, bigger town. Kresk is smaller, but better cared for in almost every sense. They will have less goods, but the ones they do have will be finer and easier to get, obtain. Well, what about that broken one out front? Shattered from the side, I suppose you could buy it from its owner. It still is, as far as I know. Cathars were looking into it, but as far as I heard, they didn't really find any reason not for him to keep it. I could recommend you. Yes, please. Uh, it goes by Rictavio. He's staying at the Blue Water Inn. I can write you something. Give me just a moment. Thank you. Yeah, and he uh, scribbles down some words in a piece of paper and hands it over to you. It's With a quick glance over it, it's nothing complicated. Simply stating that uh, the man delivering this message is interested in buying your uh, cart, and I sent him your way. Well, wagon, not cart. It's a much larger scale. All right, well, I'll go try to make these arrangements, and then I'll be back. Yes, of course. I apologize. I wish times were better, you know. It's also quite a price on animals. Well, we're going to get more. I would assume that there are quite a few animals that return without owners. <laughs> Not the case. Not many of them return if their owners don't. Have you seen the beasts out there? Yes, I suppose you could say I have. Foul things. Still got to be happy for what you can take. Yes, I suppose so. Thank you. He nods and goes back to what seems to be him dusting a few of the pieces around the shop. Uh, so if that's the case, then I presume you'd be heading back to the inn? Yeah, he'll head straight there and check it out. All right, we'll get back to that in a moment. So, Conrad. Yes? <laughs> uh, it, it does not take very long to get to the manor of the Baroness, as you were simply right there. <laughs> Where Nick had been felled was right outside. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so within a matter of seconds, you find yourself at the door. Do you just let yourself in? Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, as you open the large doors, uh, the place has been cleared out a bit, where previously you had seen a lot of the large uh, brambles and various kindlings set about. Uh, most of that has been removed and set up around town, as you had seen upon entering. Uh, the areaway is not completely spick and span, but the... Chubbier maid is still looking to clear up what she can, picking pieces of broken twig and various plant material off the ground and sweeping it away. You don't see much sign of anyone else from here. I will go talk to the maid who's scrubbing things up. Um, excuse, oh. excuse me. Yes, sir. Have you seen uh, Cedar Venless lately? Uh, yes, I believe she's actually upstairs. She was planning something, wanted to be left alone. I see. Well, this is a rather important matter. Then I suppose it would be best if you... If it's vital, then perhaps disturbing her would be the best. Yes, uh, which room would that be? This uh, building has rather a lot of upstairs. Uh, it would be the library. She set aside a desk in there and seems to be working at it. Thank you. She nods. As you leave, uh, she wipes a hand across her brow, seemingly relieved at not having to broach an entrance. Yeah, I head to the library with Isaac and presumably Nick, but he can do what he wants. Uh, uh, against uh, all sense, he will follow you. There's been a lot of that lately. You step up the staircase, Isaac trudging after you, his heavy footsteps with a thump, thump against the steps. It doesn't take you very long to wrap around the tree and find the 
room that has been completely closed off. Everywhere else is the door open to let in warmth and light. There's only the library door that is closed. You will knock softly on the door once. You hear nothing for a few seconds. Five. Ten. Enter, Conrad. Thank you. I'll open the door, bring Isaac and presumably Nick in. I'm just giving you options, man. No, no, if, if Nick decides to make his exit, you'll know it. Uh, <laughs> Who being yelled? I'm out, bitch. What, you're, you're saying with Nick around, I'm not just going to look your way and see you not be there anymore? <laughs> uh, only if things get really dire, you know, obviously. Oh, yeah, things are bound to not get dire here. Mm-hmm. Inquisitor Venless. As you step in, it's an odd sight. She is far less composed than your look to seeing her. And this is not saying that she is not in control and stern. She's always stern, never not. It seems difficult for her to not scowl. But as she is, she has not got her hair held perfectly to the side. She's not wearing her hat, her coat set to the side of the chair. She seems at a state of not ease, but almost weariness. She's poring over something atop a desk and table. Doesn't turn to look at you as you enter, but instead marks another place down with a quill. A few quick strokes that scratch against the parchment. So what did you want, Conrad? As you can see, I brought Isaac. Yes, I would recognize his footsteps from a hundred feet. Mine as well, apparently, but... No, that's your knock. I have never known someone else who only knocks once and then doesn't leave. Regardless, I think you know precisely. <sighs> who was it this time, Isaac? It was a scrawny one. That one right there. I I am not scrawny. You're a bit scrawny. Come on, I don't have to take this. You can leave if you want to, Nick. She still doesn't turn around to face you. Her head sinks down. You can pretty much only see hair over the back of her shirt. Conrad, did you want Isaac here? A reason for him not to be? Is there a reason for him to be? If nothing else, so I can keep an eye on. But That's the case. I would have preferred to speak as candidly as possible, though I suppose if you'd prefer him to stay, then I can speak in veiled enough terms. Isaac, I ask, but could you stand outside for a moment? Someday, sooner or later, you're going to have to make up your mind about things. I know it. It's not my fault if you're just another one of our bitches. He grins another crooked smile, but bows his head to step through the doorway. Not in reverence, of course, simply because he would bonk into the frame. I wish he had. <laughs> We've lightened the mood. <laughs> uh, Nick, are you staying or stepping out? Uh, no, he'll stay. He's former church personnel. Was she informed of this? <laughs> I figured she knew. <laughs> it's been a while. I should take like that sort of notes, but I'm bad at that sort of notes. Uh, f- to be fair, Nick mostly just tried to not have to interact with her because um, it, it, it hasn't come no, up much or ever. Because being, being okay, former I'm, church personnel is probably worse than not ever having that is that is almost in the sense true. Yeah, must he stay as well? I trust him. There's the whisper and crinkle as she rolls up the parchment, one hand pushing it to the side as removing all weights off of it. As it almost curls in on itself automatically from age and pattern, she turns back around. She looks tired, Conrad. Look at her face. You're wondering about the arm. No, I wondered how he got so freakishly tall. Yes, I wonder about the arm. 
I figure the second's just good breeding. Was, was, was that? Oh my god, I think that was Seth. I owe you a drink. We'll talk. I think it was as well. Just something I don't appreciate right now. Yes, well, there's a number of things that I'm not appreciating right now. That would make two of us. Number one right now is your tone. Now please cease it so we can have a reasonable conversation. To respect, Inquisitor. Do not If you're talk. going to keep that tone, refer to me as High Inquisitor. Know Very. your rank, Conrad. Very well, High Inquisitor. But it's not becoming of your position to speak down to an Inquisitor on a subject like this. It's not becoming of you to insinuate that I don't understand what I'm doing. Do you know where you are, Conrad? I do. Do you tell me? Tell me where you are. Palace, Stencia, the shadow of Moror Estates. Which one are you going for? Oh, so much more than that. You're looking at one of the worst places in Innistrad. Not specifically this city, though this city has more than its share of Stencia as a whole. Terrible in its own right. It has issues. I look to fix them. But I'm speaking specifically of the Outland Valleys. Yes. The shadow or a state, but not just because of that, because of everything. You don't seem to understand the fact that we are living field of devils, demons, and the ilk they have wrought upon us and humanity. <sighs> she bows her head. She has not moved from her chair. Her arms sink against her knees. We are amongst fiends, the likes that will give us no. Re Do you know there is a woman in town that I know? Fact deals with devils. And I cannot say anything about it to her face. I cannot confront her and destroy her because you know why? Because the vampires want her alive. Do you understand how dangerous that is? Do you understand how powerless that is to any of us? I have been here sold and practiced so much, and yet I can't. There's not going to be angels here to help me. Conrad? Why Why do you travel with a man practicing magic? Um, can you remind me if, uh, Avison, if uh, Church of Avison has a particular stance on magic in general? They it's good if it comes from us. They don't tend to believe that good magic can exist out in the world if it doesn't come from angelic. That's not a particularly common feat. There's quite a few mages that work under them, but it's not like incredibly frequent. But the amount of folk magic and magic that have been figured out by theory and science is actually a very large amount. They tend to discredit it. I travel with him because he grants me insight. Do you trust him? As much as I trust anybody. Is that to say too much or not at all? Neither. Where's the Invener Conrad? The same place where you're precariously standing. Tell me, Conrad, when you visited Ectasy, young Victor, what did you make of him? He's peculiar. But not even. No comments about how life from scale. I see where this conversation is going. You came here. I am here to tell you understand, understand dangerous, and I understand things that are less dangerous to me, dangerous to us. I want to protect this city. I want to protect Stencia in a straw. I want to protect everything, doing it as best I can. So tell me about Isaac. Appreciate your having relaxed that. Thank you. She stands up. It takes longer than it should. Not because her muscles are weary, but almost as punctuation for her thoughts. <sighs> I'll be honest, he's not a good man, Conrad. But he's not the worst man. He's a brute. Muscle. Has known the Baroness for a while. Terrorized the town for a while. Which is part of why the Baroness hired him. He was the best. And she could have been the best. One day, uh, I don't know the cause. Ended up without an arm. It was before I was here. I don't know the story. He woke up. Seems suspicious, I'll admit. 
The fact is that he has grants him powers, gifts. But if he was doing anything more than simply being a loudmouth who wished to harm those who have then I would cease to have him around here whatsoever. Now, that said, I have removed as much power of his as I possibly been pouting for a long at a fit just two days ago. Didn't destroy much. Thought burning one of my scrolls was gonna be punishment enough. Sounds like you've really got the situation under control. Considering he didn't kill anyone, considering he still fears me, I'd consider it under control. And what does he provide for you with this arm? Hey, Conrad, have you ever seen a vampire burn? I know you, but do you remember what it's like? When was the last time? I'm beginning to see where this is going. Ten in the last year. By himself. This is not counting once he assisted me. Tell me, who is it exactly who gave him his arm back? I don't know, Conrad. Because, you see, the woman that deals with devils, I understand, is to protect the town. What I do take exception of is using the tools of devilry for convenience. And what's the con- that he is strong? You're saying that you use strength to fit despite it being against the teachings of the church. Not your benediction. You're saying you didn't do anything to Victor because you simply felt like he practices magic and he can be put on of good. He practices neck. We're lucky there aren't rules around that he hasn't fixed. But do you know why? Because the Baroness lose what love's left because the town would fall without her. Because this in place would understand how much keeps me out of circumstances. Planning on it. Unpaired. There's a difference between these parlor tricks, even necromantic ones, and the outright themes of hell. So what would you do? Honestly, I have half a mind for that satisfy you. This isn't about my personal satisfaction. Conrad, you have come here. Made so requests. I liked you. I hope I will still like you. But you have come here. You didn't seek lodging. You have looked for animation. You have looked to change the town. Caused panic. I've warned you before that I want it. And then I warned you again. And then you give me false information about when I do wish. If I may rebut. Please. I caused a panic in the pursuit of a much greater potential cause of panic. I gave you false information that, at least ideally, drove a number of vampires back to their home for at least a little while. And while I was off, I prevented this entire region. I and my companions, I mean, he nods to Nick, prevented a perhaps region-wide poisoning lot. Tell me more of how I wasted your... Listen, we're getting a little, little heavy and metaphysical here, okay? So allow me to cut to the chase. By all means, Nick. The reason I am. <laughs> reason why I questioned him in the first place is because of, um, shall we say, a more direct connection to more than usual. Are you aware of this man's obsession? Not specific. He's been having dolls made in the town. Oh yes, I heard about the dolls. Never pursued them myself. The Baroness said it was a fancy of his. Well, I'll have you know that uh, that the likeness of those dolls, which he has apparently been having made for months now, if not longer, uh, is the yeah, current at this point. Yeah, is the current. Uh, he's been having them made for years. At, at any rate, uh, that woman is a target of Moore's. We brought her here. You were there. Excuse me. The woman you brought here. You mentioned this, yes, but. Do you have one of the dolls? That- uh, no. They, they were, uh, I mean, you go down to Isaac's shed or shack or whatever, and there's, like, dozens of them. But uh, I couldn't buy the one I saw in town because it was even, reserved for him. Even as you speak, she uh, gathers her coat from the chair next to her, and with it you can see her pick up her sword 
a smooth saber still held in its hilt. Um, I have a small question for context. Yes. Um, now this might not have been a question directly asked to yeah, Arena, context. but uh, has Mora been sort of fixated on her for a while, like, say, years? She mentioned for a while, but she didn't, like, specifically state how long. Okay, now I was just curious as to... It definitely must have been a time, because she did talk about times where Shadow Grange wasn't a miserable place. Fair enough. I'll be back shortly. She steps out through the doorway and moves with uh, not speed, but intent. As it's pushed open, you can see uh, out leaning against the tree is Isaac. Standing, but casually, and sneered first as he saw the Inquisitor, but then eyes her as she glares intently at him in passing. With his confused open mouth, he looks over to the two of you from the open door. What did you say to you know, I think some bitch is about to be put on a much stronger leash. And I'll thank you not to take that tone with you. Know. So guys, I've been meaning to talk to you about your tone policing. It's getting out of <laughs> You know, he scowls as he takes a step forward, his weight moving with him from the tree to bear down aggressively. If I did, wasn't worried about breaking up her room right there, could easily smash both of you. Nick. Yeah? Do you hear a faint buzzing noise? You know, I don't. Must be my imagination. Don't be pretending you can't hear me talking. He takes more steps forward till he's only about three feet outside the door. You know, Nick, it would be a shame if we were attacked right now. Yeah, you know, he doesn't realize he's got bigger problems to worry about than us. But it would feel good, wouldn't it? It would. Megan, this seems like you're going to make it so hard. One of these days, you're not going to be so proud enough. As he talks and hand against the door frame, you hear a slam, heavy wooden, from the floor below. Yeah, it's just gonna come up right and get you one of these days. Following like you have so much power just because someone gave you a title. Just like a... Isaac, you want me to acknowledge you? And I will. But As you talk, you hear footsteps, heavy. Not heavy with weight, but heavy with almost stomp. Stomp, stomp up the stairs. I am here to tell you there's no pride left. <laughs> yeah, you must have lost all of it when she got your balls in a grip. But I do have my dignity, and you're not worth getting angry over. <laughs> Things will be angry when I watch you die. And as he says that, there is a sound of steel and cutting flesh. I put my hand around my stomach, checking to see if I'm dead. <laughs> You see as he blinks a few times and looks down, his arm that had been dangling inside of the room, red, covered in veins, now against the ground with steaming blood pouring from it. Behind him, you can see Sita Vendless, not wearing her hat or her heavy armor, but holding her saber, glowing white, at her side. I clean the mistakes up that I make. Thank you for alerting me. What? <laughs> what? He clasps his hands, his free hand, to now his empty stump. Uh, he turns confusedly for looking back to her. You bitch! Uh, and if you two would like to get involved in the fight, you should roll initiative. Yep. Oh boy, 11. That's what I needed. Perfect average. Right down the middle. 10. Okay. Wow, really? I mean, it can happen. So, uh, let's see. 
Uh, Seat of Venless will go first then. Sure. Um, without expending any more words on the subject or any other thoughts, she wipes her hand against the side of her blade. Uh, it doesn't show any sign of there being blood upon it. It almost sings the sound of her skin against it. And then she brings it down at him again. Uh, that is a miss. However, she will, as it swings past him and it whistles through the air, him lumbering off to the side, uh, she doesn't say anything as she repositions herself and goes for a lunging stab. That will hit. As she makes her lunge, you can see as it, the front of her blade penetrates the front of his chest, next to the wound that you had left there earlier, Nick. Though with her be her sword being broader, you can tell as it would scrape up against bone, but it passes through smoothly. You, but from your position, both on the other side of the doorway, you can see as it comes out his back, the white tip shining against his cloth. She then pulls it back through. Uh, that would be Conrad. All right. Let's see if I can't do something cool here. going to use something I haven't used before. I'm going to use my channel divinity power. Sure, I'm going to use Abdur Enemy. So I pull out the, um, the oh, which one should I use? Probably the silver uh, collar of Avacyn. And just say in an echoing voice, you who have gone from the path of light, be censured. And force them to make a wisdom save. Uh, all right. What is your save, DC? I save DC. If he counts as a fiend for purpose of his arm, he uh, gets disadvantage. Uh, 15 is my DC. That is a 14. All right, he becomes frightened of me for one minute or until he is next damaged, and his speed drops to zero. Okay. As you say this, he turns to face you first in anger, but then you can see as his face curls from a snarl to one of abject fear, bending down the edges, his eyes going wide, streaked with beginnings of what looks like tears, both out of pain and now frightened intensely begins to drip out his nose. Uh, all right. If, I presume that is your action? Uh, yeah, I think that takes my action. Okay. Uh, let's see. That brings us to Nick. Um, Do you think there's any information to be gotten? You know, I hate to say this, but probably. See that? <laughs> Spare him if you will, then do what you will. Keep it quiet. Well, you happen to have a set of manacles. Several. And do you know a way of neutralizing the flame, if I may? I, I think she. Uh, I would presume she it gone from his body should do well. But then the manacles don't work. <laughs> I presumed you were going to attach him you to can, something else, Conrad. Yeah, you, you, you just hold it something. Though there's no like pipes around because there's no plumbing. So, uh, and you're not handcuffing him to Nick. I could see you thinking that already. Uh, You've ordered everyone to leave the study, right? No one was going to be in here for a while. I intended to do work, but if that's what it must be. This shouldn't last for very long. Fine. Shouldn't last very long, now. Sorry. They, they, didn't, uh, they didn't teach a whole lot about the fun tool or the, uh, the scary tools in my part of the Elgod grounds. No, they taught that to us. I'll leave it to the experts. He takes out the silvered battle axe. Let's go. Okay. Um, so does he get a chance to resist that on his turn when it comes up, or is that a just flat for the minute? Um, for the minute, he is frightened. He cannot will willingly move closer to me, but he also can't move at all because speed is zero. Okay. Um, this is still Nick's turn, however. What are you doing, Nick? 
Um, so, so, yo, we're keeping him here? I figured we were manacling him into the study. Okay. Uh, mechanically, I'm going to uh, do the aid another action. Uh, okay. And he's going to just put a foot in his, you know, foot in his knee and drop him down to a knee. Just don't do damage. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> okay. But in case someone needs to hurt him, at least he's on his knee now. <laughs> gotcha. So that's um, advantage, I give to whoever? Yes, him? correct. Uh, then it is his turn. Uh, as you do so, you do press a foot against his knee and he starts kneeling down. But as he does so with his other hand, he wrenches his axe from his belt and swings it at you once again haphazardly. <laughs> Get away! He takes disadvantage for frightening. Is that in general or just for you? Uh, when he is in, when I'm in view of him. Okay, yes, I think that was correct. I was about to look that up before you said that, so. Yeah, I got, I got it uh, up because I wanted to know too. That is a 15. Ooh, that is not good enough. Uh, Smith. It swings past you as you lean to the side and it digs against the wood of the ground. Uh, and then, however, he whips it up once again, but now not towards you, towards his other direction. Uh, the Inquisitor at his other side. That will hit. Oh, this is not the greatest move for self-preservation. <laughs> Especially since her counterattack's about to get advantage. <laughs> if she takes it. That is okay. Ten points slash. Um, he swings the axe back around with the curvature motion, not really able to move between the foot and his abject terror. And her not exactly expecting this sudden turn, it collides into her side and it digs up a top of her chest and scrapes against a couple of the ribs. She sets a hand against it and pushes it back. Stop. Are you sure you can contain this man? If he's divested of his axe and his arm, I'm certain of it. Fine. Okay. Um, with the free hand that had just grabbed onto the axe to push it back away, she... As she pushes it out of her flesh, she keeps a hand on it and then just wrenches backwards. You can see his knuckles grow white as he attempts to cling onto it before it's sundered from his grasp and take care of it. And she moves away. Um, he attempts to swing at her haphazardly with his now fists. That definitely does not hit. He swings down, but it's almost now more bawling as it collides against the ground. A tantrum. Nick. We need to move him. I thought we were keeping him here. Into the room. Oh, I suppose. I just need help lifting it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Plan is uh, scoot him in there, manacle him to uh, just some pillar or another. <laughs> uh, make me a strength check at advantage. Let's <laughs> not worry too much about all the specifics that this might take. Otherwise, it'd just drag on. So yeah. shit, we, need, we need a stud finder. Damn. <laughs> uh, 18. Nick just holds up to himself. Oh, never mind. I'm right here. 18, 21 if it's athletics. <laughs> right, okay. This man's burly, but in his current state and with the assistance of Nick, uh, you're able to move him out of the way, back over to where you need him to be, next to one of the heavy loops in the wall. Yeah. There are a few places where there are sconces set up, and sure, he's strong enough he could potentially rip it out of the wall, but that wouldn't be immediate, and especially with the blood loss he's endured. And is about to endure. <laughs> yeah, and once he's attached, I'm going for the shoulder, taking the whole thing off. Oh, cleaning his other arm off? Oh, is, uh, is the devil arm already gone? No, that's what we were talking about earlier. That's yeah. what happened at the start of this. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm all mixed up. Yeah, as long as the devil arm is gone and the axe arm is gone. His axe was taken from him and his devil arm is gone. Yes, that is okay by me. 
Sorry, I missed the line somewhere, I guess. But yes. Yeah, that's where I went, oh, fuck, in the chat, and then his arm fell off. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. Right, I apologize. Sure, no worries. Um, so as you sat down to prepare for that, um, I was going to cut away. Uh, cutting back over to the Blue Water Inn, uh, Grove, you're waiting there, correct? Yeah. Uh, Illyria recently dis- uh, disappeared over the nice oaken countertops to go into the back rooms without uh, too much particular prompting. Like, she was suggested to go and speak with the lad, but uh, wasn't given good guidance back there. Um, Ah, young love. (laughs) Young, very immediate love. Um, Over to the side, you can see Grimhild, who's currently brooding over a few letters, uh, and at the same time has a book that she is pouring through a few pages of. Um, and you know that the dog, you, is uh, currently out back enjoying a nice steak. It's relatively peaceful. Uh, the place is still moderately occupied. It never. It seems like it never avoids being occupied. Uh, you don't see too many of the regulars around, except for uh, one man, the same one in the top hat and the broad white mustache. He makes a gesture to you with his hand, as if to uh, welcome you to sit next to him. Uh, he'll he'll hold up a hand uh, or a finger and just be like, "What? One second, and then like turn to Grimhild. Is is she able to like put a hand on her to see if she's conscious enough to like talk? Like if if she's uh if she's in the speaking mood, and if that doesn't <laughs> work, just be like shrug, give her some space, and walk over to." The ringling man. I'll interpret. She glares at you. <laughs> Hands up, just like, eh. Yeah, they'll go walk over to Octavio. How are you doing tonight? Been a bit of a busy day, hasn't it? Yesterday was busy. Today's been oh, uh, pretty. Of I should have said today. Uh, Haven't been out too much. So, I hear you are to thank for us having wine again. Isn't that correct? Uh, did what I was asked. Somebody needs some help. I still need to work on our deal. We got a little sidetracked. Understandable. It seemed there were some important things to do about the sound of it. Still, I would appreciate it if you get on that post haste. I don't figure leaving a man waiting that long would be very wise. I'll tell Conrad. He's doing Conrad things. I'm sure you know. I can imagine. All right. You've never met Conrad. Sorry. It's. Weird. Oh, he came to speak. But don't you worry about it. Um, still, would you like a drink? You're uh, not really a man of... Con- are you a man of conversation? You don't strike me as one who makes idle chat. I am. Depends on the chatter, I've been told. Tell me, Mr. Hacker, have you seen anything interesting, let's say, in your traveling? I find Let me that be we- more precise. Excuse me, I did not mean to interrupt. Interesting in a dangerous way. I've... Yes. I don't know if you're traveled. You look like you have a cart, so... Have you been to the... Kessig? (laughs) My boy, I've been quite a few places. Kessig is simply one of them, but certainly. I'm sure a couple of the people around here can explain. I've done my fair share of hunting there. Well, please, if you would be so kind, I would... I would love to hear some of these details of times you've been hunting there. Various things you've done. He grimaces because he hates telling his own stories. 
think of it less about you and more about what you're on. This one, sure. Oh, I've seen you. I'm sure you've seen the dog I carry around. I'll tell you that story. I'd be appreciative. So, he claps his hands together and rubs them together and then leans forward. You don't need to get into it if you don't want to. <laughs> Just, I will save he's, that. He's very I'm sure there's another time that will happen or a backstory episode that'll happen. So as you begin explaining this to him, Lyria, hi. So uh, which way were you going back? Were you going back through the back just uh, or around? I just, the back. I just went around because I figured going through the kitchens would make people unhappy. Okay, excuse me then. Strike what I said a moment previous uh, while you were gone. Um, but don't worry about that. Yeah, so you head on... Uh, out around the back. It's just a short loop. The inn is held still about, you know, 20 feet away from most of the buildings. It's not like close alleyways. Um, as you round back to the side, uh, you can see the cart uh, pretty much well done unloading most of the wine that it in barrels that it had on previously. Uh, most of the casks having been rolled off. The bottom of it seems a bit scuffed from the process. They still have a layer on there for delivering to other locations, but this seems where the bulk of it was going. Uh, you can see uh, the older brother sitting there at the front uh, looking over it, uh, and you can hear conversation from happening just inside where they had parked. Seems there is a back entrance right next to it, but you can see the doorway of the door standing open. Yeah, I'm going to sit and listen before they see me. Uh, sure. Roll me a perception check. Roll in here. Nine. And that's with a plus uh, six. You catch a few sounds from the conversation. Uh, it's not much that you're get picking out of it. Uh, it seems that Elvira's talking with uh, someone else, a woman. Uh, older voice, you think you heard her from inside. That's the person who's behind the, uh, who tends to staff behind the counter at times. Danica. It's amiable chatting. Doesn't seem to be too much of interest. At least from what words you can pick out. It's nothing major. He, he's not trying to hit another lady. Got it. <laughs> Alright, um, she'll kind of walk her way up. Kind of curious. Kind of unsure what the fuck this is going to be like. But okay, here we go. Um... Someone wanted to talk to me. Uh, when you say that, do you step up simply to the brother you can see, or do you step into the back entrance? I'm going to stand beside the cart, kind of behind the brother I can see the entrance. Um, okay, well, if you speak at that volume, then. Uh, Adrian, the one you can see right there, he turns to face. Oh, hi there. <laughs> hi. How are you doing? Fine. I just got oh. a new sword. Nice. I'm... She'll, she'll show, pull it up and show it to him. Silver and practical. Mm-hmm. I am from Kessig, I mean. Silver's good anyway. Really, that's just the case of when you see metal about silver. Always what you want to go for if you can help it, right? Mm-hmm. Very good at killing things. <laughs> I can appreciate that. What well, is this weird girl who, who, who has entrapped my brother? I think I'm sorry. I don't know if anyone in particular was sent for you. Um, I was told by my friend Grove that someone wanted to talk to me because I don't remember. It was really, marriage came up. I, it was a big deal. Someone wanted to talk to me though? His head turns to the side and get a, eyes you, scratches the side of his face uh, with roughly clean shaven. I think my brother, my older brother, uh, Older say, no, of the two LB. brothers. Oh, okay. He, uh... 
I think he got his head into something. Um, well, he should go get it out and maybe take a shower then. Or take a bath then. Showers don't exist yet. Adrian closes his eyes, but not in just the way of shutting them, but in the way tightly squeezing them together as he presses the hand to the side of his nose. I... My brother heard that apparently Elvi was a bit smitten. Why? Apparently you had some nice interactions and you kissed him. On the cheek to say thank you for the ride. That's often how courting might go. Have you... Blinking big old green eyes at him like, what the fuck? Listen, if Erwin sent you back here, don't worry about it unless you want to see Elvir further. Okay. I mean, he was really nice, but so were you. And I don't want to get married to anyone. I just want to keep, like, living in forests and killing bad things. Good for you, then. You can keep doing that. No one... I hope your farm goes really well. Thank you. Uh, I hope you have a good time living in forests and killing things that hopefully aren't people. Oh, never, never. Well, only people that try to kill me first. Sure, I'll... Thank you for taking care of our farm. No problem. She'll kind of lean over and say, Hi, Elvir, it was nice to meet you. Uh, as he looks away from uh, the woman, that well, now that you're back here, you can definitely see his Danica as well as her two small boys next to her. Uh, very eagerly at the small children, like, hi, kids. Uh, one of them waves back, and the other one uh, steps behind his mother's skirts. Um, Elvir uh, turns back uh, some of his cloth getting caught up on his feet. And, oh, hi! As he stumbles slightly. Hello. Hi! Did you need something? Um, I think we need to clear something up. I don't know what that would be. I was just saying thank you. I don't want to marry you. I, uh, okay. You're really nice. And I, and it's really cool because I can do what you did too. But other things too. Not just what you do. Oh, sure. But I just, my friend Grove said I had to marry you now. And I'm just not up to that. I, uh, okay. Then you don't have to marry me. We didn't make any arrangements for that or anything. Mm, mm, I do have a thing though. And she's going to kind of rustle around in her bag and grab like the jeweled encrusted like salad spoon and kind of hold it to him and say, I think this will be really helpful at some point in your life. I don't know why. It just is. Uh, none of your silverware are jewel encrusted. Are I wouldn't know. Oh, I thought, no. I thought you said that. Anyway, big, large silver spoon. Yeah, he'll, uh, Tentatively take it. You're running pretty low on silverware at this point, by the way. I am. I am. I'm, she's on the dredges of it, yes. Um, I just, you're really cool. I just don't want to marry you. Thank you. Maybe we can go flying sometime, and she'll kind of turn around and sort of run back off. As you leave, you can see the others there turn to face him as those words. They first look after you, a few brief moments of shock before they look back to him, <laughs> eyeing him as he wilts under their gaze. Uh, yeah, but you circle back. And she'll back head around. back to try and find Grove. So, uh, you are currently in the inn as uh, Grove is speaking once again to that man, Octavio. But you are looking through a book at the moment. Uh, not Octavio, Rictavio, excuse me. But you're looking through a book at the moment, correct? You start poring over it, starting with the pages that you found upon last time, stumbled upon, almost stuffed into margins, stuffed in pages that didn't seem to be originally bound in the book. And as you start reading them, they read... Odd, even for Celestial. It's not necessarily that it's 
wrong words. It's just that they're structured oddly, different than most celestial words you've read before. It doesn't seem like the prayers of the angels as they're written by the church. Nonetheless, they have been given a similar treatment to the rest of the book and have notes scribbled in the margins in the handwriting of the other man. Uh, as you read over it, it's a bit broken, but it starts speaking about sleep and things that can affect you while you're asleep. And the syntax is a bit difficult to parse. The sleep is broken up with world and away visions. It's pretty clear after a while that you're reading about dreaming, but it never clearly states the word dream. But after giving it a bit of a read, you start parsing out some of it. It seems there are a couple things, especially when put into plainer words by the notes in the margins, that can affect you while you're dreaming in a way that can affect your dreams or what your dreams can be. The ways you pick up are geists, firstly. They are powerful, and if they affect you while you're sleeping, they can change your thoughts, change what you're picturing, cause things that have never happened, will never happen, things that could happen, have already happened, to appear. There is immense sources of what is known as mana. You are not a wizard or any sort of researcher of particular magical theory, but you know from things you've killed that some things are concentrated. It is where magic comes from. In some places where there are immense pockets of it, it can affect things around it, including what things that people perceive when they are at their most ability to tune with it, which is often when their minds are open or while sleeping. Uh, it can change it in various different ways. It would have to be a particularly strong content to do so, or a particularly strong locus of it. Third, it could be the power of something of extreme power beyond that of a geist, something like an angel or a demon, or that of a particularly prolific wizard, but that is incredibly uncommon. Either way, it is something that would require intense effort and would have to be done intentionally in such a case, as opposed to geists, which can ramble and just do things accidentally, or mana, which would simply affect your dreams with its presence alone. That's what you pick up from it. Um, you do note that there's a few scribbled ways on how to keep geists from getting into your head while you sleep, however, next there. Uh, and a few questions of how you would keep uh, demons out of your head, but uh, none that seem to be solidified. There does, however, seem to be a definitive way to keep an angel from getting in there. Evan, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Great. Okay. Uh, around this time, uh, you find yourself coming back into the inn on the usually gray day. Uh, it, it's a straight walk past the grass and over to the still raven-covered sign. And inside, as you look for the man you were instructed to look for, uh, search for, large gray mustache, red jacket, top hat, uh, you see Grove having a conversation with him. Grove comparatively animated than usual, which isn't to say much. He seems to be telling something, explaining something, and the man is nodding and uh, gesturingly approvingly. Yeah, he'll walk over to the uh, table and sit down. Grove, what were you saying right there? But he sat down. So it was at this point that we kind of—I—I I seem to have figured out that it wasn't a wolf. It was something different because I've already gotten one. You know, and it, and it wasn't a wolf. So I went back, and that's about the time that we noticed the the the. Nobleman? Yeah, the the nobleman. He was he's been he was trying to keep me away from his pets, he was claiming. Interesting. That's 
Not exactly what I'll admit what I expected when I heard about danger, but it is important and interesting. But I see we have another guest. Oh. Uh, yes, uh, Faust, this is my name. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you as well. Uh, you can call me Rictavio. Uh, he offers Rick's you a hand, white-gloved and slightly pudgy. Yeah, he'll shake his hand. He's very enthusiastic. It's a strong grip that doesn't crush your hand, and he jiggles your arm up and down so you can feel it in your shoulders. He'll uh, hand him the uh, reference slip. Mm. Oh, uh, what what might this be? Uh, this is well. I inquired about purchasing your wagon. That thing, mm. the door ripped off. <laughs> yes. Now, what might that use be to you? If you're wanting it, I'd be willing to sell it. Mm. Just <laughs> seems might odd that anyone would want such a thing. It could be useful for transporting animals if I repair it. <laughs> it's had some experience with that, I can assure you. Uh, what are you wanting to sell? buy it for? I didn't have a plan to sell it, so I don't have a price in mind. Uh, well, could you take 60 gold? Make it uh, 55 and give me a moment to get my things out of it. I don't want to give you too poor of a deal. It's going to take some repairing. Uh, very well. Excellent. We have an accord. He offers you another handshake. Yeah, he'll shake his hand. It's not quite as enthusiastic as last time, but it is is—it is still uh, acknowledging a deal well made. So what sort of animals are you transporting, Mr. Faustus? Mm, uh, well, I was actually considering primates. Aren't too many of those around here. Only the one. Yes, but there must be more somewhere, certainly. Overseas, perhaps. But, but that's about as far as I would be able to tell. If you knew of anywhere else, I would be very interested to know. Just speculation for now. Oh, very well. Either way, certainly. Um, how soon would you like it? I can go retrieve things from it immediately, if the case need be. Oh, perhaps. I won't be leaving until tomorrow, but I would rather not have to come find you later, if that's no. okay. That would be fine. I should be doing so later this evening, then. Please, would you like a drink for a deal well made? Uh, no, I'm afraid not. I appreciate your hospitality, but... Very well, then. Uh, I wish you the best with your day, then. Uh, oh, if we're not going to be seeing each other again, I suppose you should pay me now rather than later. Oh, yes, that that's fine. And he'll uh, pull the money out? He doesn't pay too much attention to that precise amount, which is odd for most anyone in Innistrad, but he seems rather, at least, appearing jovial about it. Well, then I'll have it cleared up by this evening. Thank you. Of course. Do you do anything else? He uh, looks to you until uh, you, you either step away or <laughs> say something else. Yeah, no, he'll he'll bow his head a bit and then he'll head over to the uh, um, estate, the Baroness's place. Okay. Uh, as you go that way, uh, James, with that Inquisitor set, did it like come with a toolkit? I believe was it only um, the thieves? Yes, was I, have thief, I have thief tools, and from my Inquisitor background. I think. It's and the I only a, bit. And I have a set of Smith's tools. And it came okay. with a holy symbol. <laughs> Are you asking about me or Inquisitors in general? Yeah, I was asking about the Inquisitor background. Oh. Um, that, it was mainly like one set of tools, I think, and a holy symbol. Okay. And I think like one of the traveling packs access, maybe. Like a cleric pack or something. So I need, uh, I'm going to check this as just a thing to have immediately down. Uh, 
roll me on intimidate check uh, with advantage. Okay. We about, uh, we maybe need to make him swear to us. Okay, that is a oh, 800. Oh, it's cool. Charisma, yeah. I rolled a 13, so that brings it up to 20. Excellent. All right. Uh, we'll get back to that again in a moment. Apologies. That's fine. <laughs> Just need to have that on the record. Um, so, uh, Illyria, you get back to the front of the uh, inn. Mm-hmm. Just as Faustus is stepping out of it and heading away. Hi, Faustus. Oh, uh, hi. Did you crush him yet? Hmm? I mean, I told him I wasn't marrying him. I suppose that will have to do. I mean, I also told him it would be fun if we could go flying sometime, since he can be a raven and all. But he didn't seem very happy about that. I don't know why. Well, as long as you make clear that you don't like him. I mean, I like him as a person. I just don't want to marry him. You don't have much experience with men, do you? I lived in the Ulvenwald for the past... No, she does not. 12 years? Oh, I see. I mean, I'm, I'm friends with Grove. Hi. And and, and 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 the the men in the town were always nice. We traded. I got them herbs. They didn't have to go into the forest. It was fine. Men at that age are stupid. Okay. Just try to be unambiguous in your lack of interest. Okay, I can do that. Mm, I like your luck. doll, by the way. He's very precious. Uh, which one? I have come up with several now. I only know of the small one. I think yesterday you did see the puppet. Oh, did I see the puppet? Yeah, he showed it off at the table you were at. Oh, you're right. He did. He did. Okay, never mind. The small one with, like, the golden hair, I think? Oh, I see. I've seen his head in your pocket before. And I saw him on the stairs once. He was very cute. Oh, that's that's Victor. Just like the Baroness's son? Uh, yes, as it turns out. Hmm. Well, he's very precious. Oh, maybe you have a use for this more than I do. He'll pull out the uh, doll with the interchangeable heads that Nick gave him. (laughs) Okay, yeah. And hand it to her with the uh, heads. What does it do? I don't know that it does anything in particular, but it's very well made. Okay. Linsky made it. Is it used for anything specific other than just a toy? Not to my knowledge. Okay. You can make so a trap out of it. I do like the little head on it. What does the head look like? The one with the stitched up eyes is probably the one he left on it. Ah. Uh, stitched hmm. up eyes and mouth. I mean, it looks like the more simple dolls that I, that some of the little girls had, where they could only like stitch in eyes and mouths. See, you say that, but looking at it, it is actually a rather incredibly well put together. The materials seem to be a relatively simple kind of rough fabric and uh, simple thread, but it is constructed in a way that is better proportioned than any of the dolls you've seen, and there's almost a semblance of what seems to be brows and the ridges of what might actually be an eye under the almost crazed stitching over the front of it. What did the rest of the heads look like? Uh, None of them are particularly joyous, I would say, but they're all relatively well put together, uh, have eyes and mouths, um... A few different expressions is the main idea on separate of them. A few different haircuts of varying colors of yarn and thread. Some of them silkier and iridescent compared to others. Illyrial nod and put the doll on her back. I'll definitely take care of it. Is it a boy or a girl doll? It depends on the head. 
Got it. <laughs> them. I'll definitely take care of them. Uh, thank you. Uh, enjoy. Always. And then she'll go off and try to find Grove. Who was standing right next to you during that? Oh, was he always? Never mind yeah. that. That's why he was making he, comments. He snuck up there and made comments. Now, where's Grove? Oh! Hi, Grove. How did it go? I'm not getting married. <sighs> Woman your age shouldn't be choosy, but I respect it. Hey, you are not that much <laughs> older than me. He holds up his hands, just like just repeating. If I have to her. get married, you have to get married. If I'm stuck not living in the woods, so are you. I believe the only one that would marry me would be Grimhild, and that would be an awkward marriage. I don't know. Doesn't she, like, have a girlfriend or something? That is true. I wasn't going to uh, imply his her relationship status. Also, I don't trust that doll. I've seen it explode before. It, it explodes? She'll pull the doll back out like, huh, can I use you with fire? <laughs> he was gonna. He'll turn to Rick Tavio, who's still there, and be like, "You wanted another story. Uh, this was all." Did you pull him outside with you? Oh no! I I thought they were still inside because no, Grove was at the right table the, when they, they were right at the by. doorway. But I definitely you could definitely seen like a leer through the window, so I feel like that would make sense for him still to step over there. Sure. Now that's fine then. Um. Yeah. He, he he he'll look back and be like, "I was just explaining some uh stories to the man we." Uh, messed. Um, the Rictavio individual wanted to know some stories. Oh, the one with the pig in the in the wagon. Yes, the wagon Faustus just bought for some. Why why did he want a broken wagon? Didn't that pig destroy it? Didn't we destroy it? Faustus is a strange one. True. I like his little doll though. He's rather cute. This one's more. He reminds me of something, and I don't know what. I don't trust him. I mean. Yeah, duh. Just making sure. I don't trust a lot of people. Still think they're nice till they show me otherwise. Then they can take the nice back. He shrugs. Eh, I've learned not to trust. Gotta earn it. Also, have you seen you? I have not. I should go check on him. We should feed him, probably. He's getting a full course meal here. Good. So, So you've just been telling people stories? I figured it was the least I could do for our transgression to the man. Okay. Where is everyone else? Shrugs. Shrug. I'm sure when we're needed, we'll be found. Probably. Or they'll leave us, and then we'll be free to do whatever we want. If they leave us, I'm just going back to the Ovenwald, and I'm going to go find some more spider fangs. I don't think we'll get left. Don't worry. I think Conrad will come find us for whatever he's got going on. Cut to Conrad, like, viciously interrogating a devil R-man. The sound of screaming. Not anymore, he's not. Just, like, Grove's eyes drift over, like, up into the right, and he just, like, there's the sound of screaming, like, in the background, and then he looks back down, and it fades out. <laughs> he just looks at one of the windows of the governor's mansion, and there's just a splatter of blood. <laughs> Should we go see that fine. screaming? Um, <laughs> you don't no, actually hear. I don't, I don't think that's actually happening. Oh, okay. Conrad and Nick, what t- sort of information in particular were you trying to extract from this man? Uh, I'm also just curious about the whole I'm ordering effigies of Stefan Moore's fixation. I'm trying to figure out the origin of that. Uh, if nothing else, ensuring that the whole came to me in a dream thing is true. Sorry about that. What came to who? In- Asking what, uh, what we want to beat out of this guy. What were you attempting to procure from this man you had? 
Well, I mean, an apology first and foremost, but you know, that's a, that's negotiable. James, Jaime. Saw him go into his room. He just muted again, probably. Oh, Peach just blipped out. Oh, oh now. Every time. <laughs> this is what my life is now. Oh, he's back. James. All right, well, that's trying to connect. Josh, are you actually here with the thing in the dead? I can't tell anymore. <laughs> yes, I'm here. Oh, great. <laughs> um, I was about to send you on Skype uh, the full summary. You should probably just do that, because I'm assuming that you said most of Yeah. And it would sound better than me re-explaining. Um, anyway, so you pick that up. There are three different ways those things can do it. There are ways to prevent in some of the cases. You are unable to define which of the three it is, however. Um, but Grimhild, as you're doing this, there seems to be a... Not hubbub exactly, but uh, continued strange interpersonal relations of the rest of uh, your traveling party. Uh, at the doorway of this establishment. Like a party as a group of people? Or a party as... Uh, I said traveling party, so yeah, the group of people that you travel with. I don't think they tend to party that much other than Nick. Like, what kind of... You know, it's strangely light in tone. You're not really picking up too much about it. Uh, they were talking about crushing a man at one point. Uh, I think she's just gonna prepare for the, for the ghost stuff. Sure. And they're not near the strong man, so hopefully that. So if it goes, she's not going to do the ritual the first night, just in case to test if it's geists. Because if it still happens, doesn't she has a ritual and it stops having its geists, happens again to pharmacological beings. If it doesn't happen, she doesn't do anything. That was a strong man from the tree. Okay. Um, so do you have any plans for the rest of your time? Um, I guess she should probably buy a change of clothes because theirs are like super duper covered in blood. It's not very much. It's like five gold. That's kind of expensive, but at the same time, well, it'd be less than that, even with the price markup, like three gold. That's for like a couple sets of clothes. It's like two. Okay, <clears throat> we'll do that. And is there anything else I need? <clears throat> um, not. I think that's about it. Okay. Uh, so did you have any questions in particular for this man? I wrote um, them ahead of time for how just understanding how the flow of this entire thing went. Well. Um, there was some stuff I was going to do during the interrogation, but the, the main thrust of the questioning is, uh, what, what was, what, what dolls, why, and try okay. to get, get more information on that. After the first time you punch him, it doesn't take too long. It's before you've set in with the tool sets that, uh, you've been granted. Uh, not necessarily in the same sense as everything else, but you know how to handle your way around a few things. Before you set in with those, he is already back to being defiant. You can tell he's still scared. He's missing an arm, he's bleeding, and he's chained, which is something that seems like he's unused to. But he seems defiant. And as it goes on, it's not easy work. Nick demands an apology. He gets none. <laughs> Stubbornly refusing an apology no matter what. I won't ask you exactly how you extract information out of him, but as you do so, what do you ask him? You said you had a few things. If you wanted to mention specific ways, I will allow you to, but don't go into too much detail, please. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the thing I was going to do was uh, threaten him for a little bit and then cast Zone of Truth. Oh, sure. <laughs> and just for fun, I'll try to catch Nick in the radius, too. Great. That's not going to be hard. So, uh, yeah. So, if I mean, I guess it's worth asking. Are you going into particular brutal means or are you just beating the shit out of him? Uh, he's going to be verbally intimidating, give the whole speech on, like... Uh, 
It's like, you know... I guess, you know, like, I, I want to get this out of the way so we can just play out the scene if you're not going to get, like, real gross about it, because I don't... Yeah, I'm not going to get gross about it. <laughs> well, so, no, I didn't presume, like, you were going to get on recording, but, like, the character might go deeper than I want to hear. <laughs> and that was my Pro question. Like, probably are, if you're not. just going to beat the shit out of him, I don't care. Okay, it's, let's just play out yeah. the scene, then. Yeah. Uh, I'll still skip over that first bit, because it takes a bit of time. <laughs> sure. So we cut back in about the point where you're punching him in the midsection, his eye already starting to darken over and swell. All right. I think we're about ready. Don't you think, Nick? I, I still haven't heard that apology. You, you <laughs> you're know not going to get one even I'll, if you kill me. I'll get it later. <laughs> right. Please so, don't kill me. <laughs> so you said you wanted to know the, uh, the, the darker tools? I mean, I want to get my own hands dirty, but, you know, I've heard things. Right. You don't need that. Isaac, um, he just sort of sits cross-legged in front of Isaac. So, <laughs> just to fuck with him next, like, yeah, I hear there's a lot of overlap with like Nephalian dentistry tools. That apparently they go to the same people for their stuff. Isaac, dentists are the ones that work with teeth, right? Do you want? Do you know why torture isn't used more than it is? Why's that? You think you're too good for it? No, because it doesn't work. See, once you really start putting the thumbscrews to somebody, they uh, will start talking saying anything to get the pain to stop, not necessarily the truth. Okay. However, some of the Inquisitors have uh, found a way around that. He's going to take out his uh, medallion, clap his hands together around it, and suddenly everyone within uh, 60 feet makes a charisma saving throw. How's that look? Um... Probably not much, like, not much like anything. He just snaps his hands together and sort of a vibrating sphere pulses out, sort of like the heat wave you see on a summer day. And as it coasts across everyone, I want to ask also, when it, you say everyone, is it everyone else or does it include you? Um, until the spell ends, a creature that enters the spell's area for the first time or starts its turn there must make a charisma saving throw. Sounds like you. Yeah, sure. I've got, no, I've got nothing to hide. And what's DC? Uh, 15. Okay. And even if they succeed, it appears at the start of their following turn, they make another save. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> I, did also, make it I also time, believe but... you know if they succeed. Yes, I know whether they succeed or fail, and yeah. everyone, everyone who uh, is affected by the spell automatically knows that they can't tell deliberate lies anymore. He failed. So, do you understand where I'm coming from now? Um, I failed my second saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, let's skip the nastiness and just start talking, why don't you? The dolls. What about them? Well, why did you have them? I saw it in my dreams. Yeah, even I'd ever known. Felt right. Like I should understand. Like I knew her. And how many of these dolls do you have? Give him uh, gold every now and again. He makes some every month, so... Why do you need more than one? I feel that like a crazy... F What's that? You muted, you, uh, muted for a second. I didn't, but okay. Um, can you hear me now, though? Yes. You ever feel crazy feeling something, knowing something? Half my life. Why? think that just because in my dreams, it's not going to be real. Sure. Things that happened in my night turned out to be real. I didn't dream of this, but this happened here. He looks over to his arm and then look like uh, winces again as he sees, well, it did anyway. So you've been having these dreams since before you got the arm. Yeah. And what do you make of these dreams? What drove you to buy your first doll? She was pretty special. Showed up more than once. 
all the time. Do you have a good guess for why the High Inquisitor came back and attacked you on the spot? Yeah, I do. And what is that guess? Because the Lady of the Dolls was in my house. I see. Wait, what? In the other room. It's not just one room. How, how, how many? Two. It's more than one. Sure. But why do you believe that caused her to come back and attack you? Apparently, sounds a conversation. She's something important to be looked at and heard of none. Do you consider yourself an active threat? Or what you believe that you had any violent intentions? I'm presumed to kill her to know her. Why she's doing this to me? Why she's in my so is her doing this? Who else would it be? Well, I didn't even think she was real. Not really. I wanted her to be. Then she shows up out of nowhere. Right for the take. Right for the taking. Well, a magic trick makes him tell the truth, right? Yes. She was meant for me. So you don't believe it was her doing this, but some form of higher authority? Maybe both works. Any question? Um, no. Hey, Nick. Yeah. Is there anything you've been hiding from me since we came to Stensia? No. Good. You know, there's a better way of, uh, of ascertaining that fact. I'll be honest, I was mostly teasing you. You're the one person. I don't find it particularly funny. You're the one person in this territory I trust to tell me when you're lying to my face. But anyway, Isaac, what do you believe you would gain from these dolls? What sort of understanding? I don't know what you mean. I could see it. What she looked like right then on my dream. But so those ones were a bit rough, took a while. So you have so many because they were works of progress? They look real good now. What do you plan on doing if we release you? I don't think you're gonna. Start thinking. I'll make plans. I don't know how to. I just do what I want. You want. It's not a matter of doing what you're told. You do what you want, and if they pay you to do what they want, it's what you want. Sounds right. And you say she was ripe for the taking. What would you have done if she'd rejected you? She already did. Gonna have a nice chat. He showed up. Just letting her sit there for a while. Yeah, I'm gonna go check on that, by the way. Um, you have, you have fun with him. Nick. Yeah. I apologize. Apology accepted. Very well. Isaac. You have threatened me repeatedly. You've attempted to goad me. You've told me that I will die when I least expect it. You may be right. But for now, you are not my problem. I'm going to tell everything I have to the High Inquisitor, and she will decide your fates. Why, you wouldn't grovel it? Done enough. And he goes to uh, turn off the zone of truth, pauses for a moment, and, uh, and stops turning off the spell and puts a hand on his shoulder. I sincerely hope that Avison has mercy on your soul. I hope, you'll, I hope your sleep doesn't end too soon while I'm eating your corpse. You know what? I'll take it. He stands up and turns off the zone. Meanwhile, three floors down, because it doesn't, doesn't mention that the walls stop the zone of truth. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, it's a 15-foot radius, but uh, six, I can declare it 60 feet away. I think. I so it's... It. Yeah, so you, you get a 15-foot uh, sphere. It just yeah, can so, be within 60 feet of you. Yes. So it might have touched someone on the floor above or below or clinging to the outside wall of the mansion like Nick did that one time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, has Nick made it away? Uh, Nick, did you just leave when you said the other bit? And just straight out of there? Yep, over to the shed. All right. Uh, yeah. I'll catch it with Sita then. Tell, give her a rough recollection of the events. As you approach her, you can see that she has already seen to sewing back her shirt up in a proper manner. Uh, and it seems that her wound has already been healed over. 
Hi, Inquisitor. Please, the title was Spike Eyes. I apologize, too. I only got so mad because you're right. You've been doing the same thing I've been doing, and I was mad at myself. It's hard out here. It's hard everywhere. In a struggle. But speaking from one pragmatist to another, the one thing I can advise on from a good point of moral standing is keep your pragmatic choices close and let the light of your soul shine upon them. I thought I had. It's, it's all too easy to let them get a step away. <laughs> Scene attempts to hard cut over to Faustus. <laughs> Faustus is like stepping in and is just like, I'm going to step back here, thanks. <laughs> he's, just, he's just like hitting a wooden thing with a shovel. Go away. <laughs> and I'm walking past him on the way upstairs to uh, talk to the wizard kid. <laughs> Ours is a special relationship. Shut up. What did you do with him? Oh, I'm Isaac. Anything I should know about. Arm is gone. Wound yes. is bound. All right. And that is it. I spoke to him. More gentle than I thought. Yes, well, I've learned a trick since then. The woman was under my... I have to admit, it is chilling. We both men like him. But you have... I will freely tell you everything I've learned, but when it comes down to it, he is your choice. Tell me, Conrad, have you heard of Kresik? Yes, I have. It's another town. I don't visit it often. It's out of the way. Not incredibly distant, but still winding through dangerous territory. Where else is here? Then I need to oversee the town. Right. If this proves anything, it continues to show that Palas is not a safe place. Having someone under my care is something I cannot afford. However, the Baron and Baroness of Kresik are people I do trust. No one really doesn't trust them, as far as I know, which is surprising, but some people... Almost suspicious, but... I would say that had I not seen them fight against almost everything possible to fight. They're not simple rulers. They don't keep a town by being lax. There's a reason it's smaller than ours. Encouraging. I think she'd be safer. We may be going there in the future. I'll talk to the others. We'll consider it. Good. Did you want to address anything before the execution? Made your choice, then? I made it to me. No, I've asked the questions I needed, and perhaps one more than I should have. Do you object at all to my course of action? Even if I did, I would advise you to go with it. Good. No need for a ritual this time. I'll do enough to bless his soul. With that, she stands up and proceeds to move back to the library. Uh, let's see. Uh, Faustus, so you were going upstairs and passing by uh, both Nick and Conrad. <laughs> In short succession. <laughs> It's all too easy to let something like that get away from you. Hello, Conrad. Hey, Faustus. <laughs> <laughs> Creeps up the stairs until there's a loud creak. <laughs> yeah, he'll look at uh, Nick and then look at Conrad as he walks past, but he doesn't stop or say anything. Sorry, kind of kind of got a thing. Got to attend to. Speeds up. <laughs> Come along, my tiny porcelain child. <laughs> More power to you. You reach it back to the bric-a-brac and debris of the attic and maneuver through it with the not-too-difficult-to-figure-out pattern. There's a path against the floor of drag marks and the scuff of dust before you find yourself back at the loathsome door with its absurd sign. Victor, are you in there? Who is it? The door is open by a small porcelain child. <laughs> I am Victor now. It's like, oh, yes, it's, I am. Yes, I'm in everywhere. I'm in your mind. Ooh. No, I've definitely seen that doll. <laughs> it's Faustus. I'm not touching your door. There, uh, There's a moment of no reply uh, before the door is opened with a crack and slow creak. Victor's there, his hair slicked back, greasy, looking even more tired than he was before. 
The carpet is not replaced this time. You can still see the markings of whatever arcane teleportation workings he was doing. How good are your studies? Well enough. Good thing not touching the door, by the way. Knocking would be fine, but not really anything else. I'd rather be safe. Fair enough. Made some progress. Not much. I came by with a request, if you don't mind. No, please, let me hear it. I wanted to transcribe Fly from your spellbook. Sure. Though, I don't think last time I really looked at yours. Fair enough. We are colleagues, after all. We are. Yeah, he'll, uh, he'll let him look at the spellbook. Yeah, he uh, settles down into a chair, pulling his knees up to his chest so that they're off the ground, and flips over your book. What does your spellbook look like? I'm not sure we've ever asked that. Uh, it's fairly all over the place. I know a lot of spells. No, I mean like the actual uh, book itself. Oh, the book itself? Uh, I figure it's probably a pretty big leather-bound uh, book. Actually, I wonder if he, he might... He probably put like a rigid cover on the outside of it, outside the leather, and probably with a, uh, a small lock on the uh, pages across the uh, opposite side of the spine. Sure. Oh god, I just remembered your trinket is that thing that's just a bunch of keys to mausoleum that you're not sure which matchup with which, right? Yep. God, if you made it to one of those, or just put it on that key ring, no one would ever know which one's the right one to open it. <laughs> that's a good point, actually. And I, I say it's probably got uh, not really moving parts, but uh, inscribed... Uh, actually, maybe maybe he'd try his hand at uh, acid etching or something like that. Cool, alright. Across the uh, metal surface. Victor's, as probably mentioned earlier, uh, is in no such way quite as fancy. It is transcribed pieces of multiple tomes that have been found and slapped together. Some pages torn out of other ones and impractice bound into this one. Some scribbled into other places, some solving and figuring formulas better than they were intended. Yeah, Seyfaus's writing is uh, brief and uh, very precise. You know how to stop magic. I do. And you just go, he makes like a motion and you can see it produce a small spray of blue, but it's not particularly refined or excellent. Something like that. You just watch where they're drawing their mana from and you reach out and tweak the end of it. And you snatch it as if it never happened. Yes. Except worse, because they had to put in the effort. It's rude. Uh, Yes, the... Uh, there was a woman in the sawmill who was quite surprised. Are oh, they yeah? Injured? What was the look on her face like? A group of men and women perverting plants to control the vineyard. The work of the green is not anything that's interests me. Uh, I have little experience with it myself. Well, I bet this will be priceless for later events. Yes, no doubt. Uh, please take a seat. You can use any of my quills. I have plenty. Uh, thank you. I brought brought the materials I need as well. Excellent. And yeah, he settles down and begins transcribing a spell similar as you. It's not a particularly fast process. There's a lot of work that goes into that. Yeah, I think it's six hours for a level three spell. <laughs> yeah, it's not It's not short. Um, okay, uh, just a couple more things before we wrap up. Uh, Nick, firstly. So you were going out to uh, meet up with Irina, yes? Yeah. Um, sorry, would have went out as soon as you, but I, I, I misheard. I thought you said there were just more dolls in the second room. I didn't realize she was in there. <laughs> no, it was actually her. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
as you step out, you can see that over by the barn, uh, maybe uh, 30, 40 feet from this house, uh, Irina is standing there, currently stroking uh, one of the dappled gray horses. She seems a bit worse for wear, her hair not kept up as she had had it at times, still outstanding, dark and red. What do you do? Davison's breath, what did he do? <laughs> that was a bit of a brute. <laughs> Took me in there. Acted like he wanted more. Probably did want more. Yeah, uh, probably best not to think about that. That's and yeah, he's uh, he is a bit of a brute. Yeah. Looks down at his now red shirt. <laughs> oh, uh, that happened from the same. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. At least, uh, yeah. It's 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 kind of strange. Um, I only came back because I saw the likeness of you in one of the shops, and like you know, came to question him. I wasn't aware that. You have been taken. I guess I should stop by the inn first, and uh, or the not the in the uh, manor. Figured you weren't there. I, I I don't know. Well, thank the light of the angels that you did. Didn't want to be in there any longer than I had to be, and I guess I owe that to you. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. I uh, when I told the inquisitor about the dolls, and <laughs> she she uh, she left the room to go look. I came back and cut the guy's arm off. And uh, out. yeah. I thought it was a little strange. I mean, a little strong even for somebody who just burned me, but uh, now nah, it makes a little more sense, I guess. She didn't say very much. Just cut the few pieces of rope, broke the door down. <laughs> I can't be certain of this, but uh, I think think Moore was maybe giving him visions of you. I, I don't know why. I wouldn't know either. I wouldn't put it past him. I don't know how someone would do that, but... It's, it's all magic, right? And I don't know. It's all confusing. That's true. I, I, I never asked. I'm sorry to keep like you know bringing a sore subject up, but um, just so I can sort of try to figure all this out. Uh, about about how long has uh has more been like this with you? Quite a while. Years. First time he saw me, a few a year and a half maybe. Hmm. He calls me Tatiana. Thinks that that's my name for some reason. I've told him it isn't. More that is not. Well, whoever that was said his name. His name's Isaac. You'll forgive me if it was a bit of a word. Well, I to not dwell on that, but if you need more answers about the vampire, I suppose I can share that. No, I'm just, uh, that's the only thing. I was, I'm just trying to make sure that he wasn't, because, uh, you know, if he'd been doing this for five years or something, it might be something else, but I don't know. No, I really wish I wasn't used to being powerless, but here we are. Thank you. Yeah, I'm about it. If I can ever pay you back anything, I don't have quite as much money as I did previous, but any favor I can ever do. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he kind of he kind of says that in a way that's obviously dismissive. Um, just, I, I gotta go make sure that uh, my friend in there. Uh, Are you well, okay? It's a, it, it's a complicated situation. I'm I'm fine. Uh, yeah, you leave the church, but the angels still look out for you sometimes. I guess. <laughs> you sure you're okay? You seem flustered. Nah, I'm I'm fine. Okay. It's not every day you get this close to the blessed sleep. <laughs> Though, I guess these days uh, it's been a little bit more often than usual. If I can anyway, like I said... Oh, God. If I can help it when the day comes, I will make sure that you do spend an eternity. But until that happens, do not make it, okay? Yeah. Good. Points behind them. Now, like I said, the, the situation there is um, complicated, and I gotta uncomplicate it. What are you planning to do? Uh, well, I need to figure out what is going on, and then I will let you know. <laughs> Good. I'd be happy to know that as well. Yeah. Yeah, Great. he sort of draws up towards the house. Uh, did you have a particular location in the house you're planning to do? 
He's just looking for Conrad and the Inquisitor and just, you know, get caught up on the whole execution thing. Sure. Um, okay. Uh, Grove O'Leary, did you have any things you wanted to do in particular? I'm good. Uh, Grove was going to check on the dog and then go hang around Grimhild till she opened up because she seemed uh, tight-lipped and perturbed. Yeah, Larry will kind of follow at his heel. Cause Dog's doing okay. good. Dog's full. You can see as you find him that his uh, chops are covered in uh, red red blood, but not as much of the deep, fresh red. More of the moderately fresh, but has been stored there for a bit. Been cleaned up, not so much that it has been eaten from a living creature. Yeah. Uh, is any is anybody from the uh, establishment uh, yeah. hanging around still? You can see with him uh, is uh, the middle-aged woman, uh, Danica, who is currently kneeling on the ground. Howdy. Uh, how was he? He acted like he had manners, I'm hoping. He acted like he was hungry, which he was. She eases herself up from the ground. So I fed him, and he seems to be doing well. We owe you, you, so what little we could do. You're welcome. You look after him now. She says, first the dog, looking at you, and then stares at you for a moment there without repeating it, but then looks back to the dog. An awkward silence resumes. (laughs) I mean, you've just got two forest people here who are like, there's no reason to say anything right now. Yeah, so I think at that point, he's going to go look for Grimhild, because... She seems to be upset about something. You know her location. Come on, she you. Inside. She'll beckon the puppy with her. They uh, he's not allowed inside still. What? You can scare the patrons, and plus it's still not something we can really abide by. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. I'm sorry, puppy. She'll rub his head before following. That's easy to find, Grimhild. Let's go, and as casually as he can, come sit beside her. Wait for her to open up. So Grove knows a thing or two about trees, right? <laughs> Both of us know a good he bit about trees. He knows yeah. the second most about trees of anyone in the park. Does a fish know a thing or two about water? It's kind of like that. <laughs> it's kind of like what? It's kind of like that. I'm so confused. It's, it's like trees. It's like that. It just sits there and isn't talking. Oh, okay. Eh, trees talk eventually, so he'll just kind of sit... <laughs> No, okay. she'll, she'll look up and um, notice you two there. Uh, either of you two have strange dreams the night before the vineyard? It would be last night, actually. Oh, last night, then. Larry will kind of think about it and nod slowly. Grove will shrug. I tend to not care what the dreams show. They're not really useful. I don't generally remember my dreams, but there was something odd about it. Something not, but intrusive, perhaps? In what way? Well, for one thing, uh, an injury I felt and I continued to feel when I woke up all the visible uh, signs of the injury. And also, it was not a dream that I would have had. I chalked it up to a day's hard work and some messy work. If something continues, maybe. I mean, I sat for eight hours and put every ounce of energy I had into the ground to help plants grow. It's not surprising that I had a dream about a forest and plants. But I'd never had it before, so I mean, shrug. Was it an unpleasant dream? It wasn't unpleasant. It was just different. I felt like there was something in the woods that I should go see. But it wasn't a nagging urge. Just that 
should do it. Very well. Why you ask? I've just, it seemed unnatural, and so I read up on it. Seems there are a few things I could have used in such a way. High concentrations of mana, geists, some external thing it, uh, intelligence and on purpose, such as a demon. I mean, we were sleeping where that tree had been exuding so much magic. Yes, that's my first thought. So, see if these dreams are recurring, and if they are, we'll take the steps to narrow down what is causing it. I will, I agree with the second idea. I was merely curious if it was a localized thing, or if it affected all of us. It most certainly... I, I, I can't speak. It was clearly a strange dream that I had, but... I don't know if it was worth noting. By the way, you are... Well, you, you've you hunted around here. How much is a... I can't believe I'm asking this. Silvered arrows. I figured that might be useful for expeditions. Depending on what you're fighting, really better off just making sure your arrows and the wood is still... It's cheaper if you do even be silvered. It's quite pricey. Not intensely, but it's definitely not cheap. I tell him the price because I don't know... <laughs> Looking that up, I'm not actually sure the price of silvering offhand. I know I had it for the other ones, but isn't it like a hundred or a hundred gold? If it's that, then yeah, it's definitely not cheap. Yeah, so I figured it'd be like a hundred gold to get a silvered arrowhead, which is dumb. Well, no, it's usually per twenty for. Yeah, they give you they give you like a cluster of when you do arrows, so it's not cheap, but it's it's less expensive than that. Yeah, for 100 GP? Okay, so yeah, so it would end up being, like, for buying brand new arrows and having them silvered, um, would cost you around, like, 175. Mm, that's fine. He He's just starting to consider, like, the amount of work that is probably, you know, he's getting his mind on the job. Grimhill will understand, so. Yeah, he'll, he'll get the number and just be like, okay, yes, thank, thank you, I'm just weighing the options. I think a live tree is what I prefer, but I don't know the what's common out here. You seem like the best source of information. Yeah, I mean, she'll share all of her survival knowledge uh, for local shit. Just talk about that for a while to get her mind off of shit as well. Because she does have a tree. Alright. Uh, and I presume as you guys talk that you have no particular urgent matters for the rest of that day. It seems that Everyone's doing things that are going to take a while. Um, okay, so uh, last uh, first, the last two scenes. Um, and so Nick, you rush back in to see where uh, uh, currently there is Conrad, and uh, doesn't seem to be the Inquisitor offhand. Doesn't seem to be in the same room as Conrad. She's uh, fine, mostly. Uh, uh, so how did how did it turn out? Apology. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. When I do that, it does not force you to say it. Just letting. You don't need to walk it back, man. I, uh. I got, yeah. He looks up with his eyes red and sullen. And I could really use that drink. Yeah. Kind of takes out pouch. In which, um, I thought how fast is to be in here with you. I saw him on the way in. Just. Da. Let's go get the drink. Yeah. Okay. Do you go out to the inn for that, or are you just having a drink here? Uh, he said he owed me a drink, so wherever he decides to get it. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go to the inn, it's fine. Okay. Go out and do that. Um, you have a hopefully better night, then, um, as you drink and 
don't necessarily forget the day. It was getting later on in the evening, and as all the progressions went on, it's gotten late enough that it seems a bit foolhardy to do much today. I presume everyone's going to sleep. I, I, I presume that's a yes, the silence. I muted, damn it. Yes, Grove is going to go back to the barn where the dog is allowed to stay and sleep on sure. the roof listening to the to the gnat sounds. Groomhill's uh, probably well, going to get a room, but like have You were told that sleeping. your rooms are free also for while you stay there. And probably like keep an eye out and like at any sound kind of check out what's going on. Sure. Uh, Faust is going to go find Conrad. They got work to do overnight once he finishes up with the transcription. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Conrad, how much do you drink for getting this? Um, the drink Nick buys him. <laughs> Just one? Yes. Actually, Grimhild might ask the others if they show if they show up at the bar, if they had any weird dreams. Uh, that would be Nick and Conrad do. Uh, why do you... Why? What's up? Why do you think there's something suspicious about the dream I had? And um, if it's a localized phenomenon or not. I... Yeah. Yeah, I had a. I mean, I wouldn't. Wasn't really strange so much as I mean, it wasn't. Wasn't a good time, but not exactly a nightmare. Did uh, it hurt? No, no, it didn't hurt. Was it peculiar? Was it? Well, I mean, mine never happened, but uh, yeah, to say the least, it was strange. Conrad, it felt like it ended very strange, but yes. It... Do either of you tend to dream vividly of similar things like that? Yeah. No. Not usually. All right. Let me know if it happens again. Of course. Thanks for looking out. She nuts. She's not going to ask about stuff because she doesn't put in. That's not what you do. You just kill monsters. <laughs> and I guess actually Faustus would be there too when looking for Conrad. <laughs> Take It would be a short break between those times. Oh, yeah. And before I forget, uh, after after they leave, Nick's going to go finally buy some friggin' studded leather armor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That would have saved you in the last fight, wouldn't it have? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it would have. Um, What's the remember the, uh Yeah, it's it's uh, time and a half for time armor and arms. Yeah. Oh, she also probably asks what happened, and when you get to the part about the dude kidnapping What's-Her-Face, she probably stands up to go murder him, and then you say, oh no, it's taken care of, and she sits back down. Gotcha. <laughs> oh no, he's super dead. <laughs> yeah, if Fausta shows up, she'll probably ask him. And or be like, hey, have you been casting weird sleep spells? <laughs> but she'll start with asking about his dreams. What, my dreams? Did you have an odd one last night? Particularly vivid, troubling. I suppose I did. Okay. Some of it wasn't that strange. No, common themes for what you know. Yes, I would say that. <laughs> she doesn't look surprised. Very well. I suppose, well, if there was a voice in your dream promising you what you wanted. No, mine was not that. I'm not concerned about it yet until Indeed. I start seeing something real. Well, if it happens again, please let me know. Especially if we're any of the rest of you tempted, that's Illyria and Faustus here. Grove shrugs. <laughs> if, uh, well, yeah, I guess since uh, Faustus would have come to retrieve Conrad, it would still be there. No, in fact, my uh, dream was uh, the last thing I want, yes. actually. Mine ended with me stabbed and bleeding out. I would have preferred that ending to mine. The context is important. No, I don't deny that. That's interesting. Mine wasn't particularly graphic or unpleasant. Mine was most un- Mine was peculiar, notable. All right. Well, I think that's enough vaguely discussing dreams. We should get to sleep. Conrad, are you ready? Oh. 
Did the holy man just curse? Talking aloud to Grove. <laughs> yes, yes. Don't I'm let your horse hear you. <laughs> would be very cross. Ruprex would never forgive me, but no, I, I apologize. Yes, I'm ready. Thank you. Yeah, we're ready to head out. Yep. So, uh... Oh, you, just... you may be interested to know, I bought the circus carts. Sure, that will cause no problems for us at any point down the line. Well, I didn't have anything to do with it. Do now. In fact, he seemed rather eager to get it off his hands. Worrying, but it should be. Yeah, so we'll be ready to head out to the uh, jewelers. Great. Um, so I'll ask just the sweeping questions instead of like getting into the minutia of that one. Uh, were you planning on just modifying his shield, or what were you planning on doing exactly? Making a new one as an attachment, or? Oh, uh, this wasn't even the shield tonight. Oh, what were you doing tonight? Uh, having. Essentially having Conrad watch the Electrum while Faustus infuses it with mana to uh, lay on the ghoul collars, Bill. <laughs> oh, oh! I guess we should make this a scene then for this one. The other one I think we can gloss over a bit more. This is too important. <laughs> this, is the... <laughs> this is very important, that's, I think. That's, that's an awfully bell-shaped piece of metal you're hammering out right now. Wait, why, why is Conrad helping with this? I promised him. <laughs> yeah, he did. So, you find yourself out back in the silversmiths where he told you the direction would be. There's the tools he promised to have laying out there, and the crucible is still up and available. Um, the place was not locked. It doesn't seem too many people were going to break into something like this, but he promised he'd leave it unlocked for you. Everything's dark until you bring a torch inside. Yeah, he'll set up uh, just enough light to see, pull the shutters and all that. Everything comes into orange-yellow light. You can see the room. It's not perfectly lit. It would be better to do it during the day for practicality, but for what you're doing now, no, this'll do. Yeah. Uh, is Electrum, what, is half the price of gold? Yes, correct. Okay. So I'll say he'll take uh, probably 20, uh, I think, 16 coins or a pound or something like that. Uh, I will double check that, but that sounds I fine. I think Fair it might be less than that, but he'll, uh, I'm assuming he only actually needs a couple ounces. It's basically drawing in, uh, yeah. spider web like designs around the, uh, outside of the bell. Sure. So as you get the crucible started and it heats up to a glow, you begin putting in coins. It's, it's a gradual process. It's not like an ingot where you set it in there. You're used to that sort of taken care of. Ingots of varying sizes. Coins is something else. You never practiced minting, I don't believe. No, not especially. It melts faster than ingots. Um, less evenly, though. It first comes out a bit thicker than you're intending it to, but you have handled metals. And more importantly, Conrad has handled metals. Yeah, so first thing, we need to keep it just short of melting... We need to burn the impurities off. All right, I can do that. All right, and then once it's there, hold it just above melting while I infuse it. I have to admit, I'm surprised you have the gall to have me make this. Given the option, I would rather it have been someone else. No offense intended. Offense taken. But, yes, this is my deal with you. If you help me with this, whenever you need help to protect the innocent while we're here in Stencia, I'll help. I'll do it without even complaining. That is tempting. Very well. We're getting close to the annealing point. Faustus, 
Everyone knows that mana is everywhere. There's always mana to be found. But part of being very good at using magic is the ability to pull the mana you need from your thoughts and memories to influence the land around you. What do you think of to make black mana? Stencia. He'll pull it locally. He'll think about what must have been the aftermath of the battle two years ago. Thinking about Arcelia. Thinking about Giacomo. Thinking about the vampires lording over it. Okay. Stencia, like all of Innistrad, is a place of death. And this one to you is even more so. Death. The selfishness of the vampires. The vampires themselves. The thought of how it could be undone. The thought that you will make it undone. Mana, when not focused into something, is a strange thing. It glows, always. It produces light. Black is stranger still, as there is no such thing as pure black light. It's more of a dull purple that clouds the edges of it, with rays of shadow eating away at the light near it. It begins to pulse out from you, from your hands. Yeah, he'll, uh, he'll push it into the melted electrum carefully and deliberately. And then he will probably actually go back for other colors as well. Blue especially. Certainly. I won't make you go into all of them. There are others that are important, but that's that was the vital one. Yeah. It's not a fast process, and it's uncomfortable. Your hands nearly burning in the proximity. It's hours of work. By the time you finish, it's late into the night. Yeah, finally, once he's infused the mana, he'll, uh, with Conrad's help... Uh... At least with Conrad's help on the crucible, he never offers the bell anywhere Conrad can touch it. <laughs> For his sake, more than Faustus's no, own too sake. Much white mana. Yeah. No, but what if you disenchant seems, it? That seems just insulting to make him hold the bell, too. <laughs> it doesn't burn, but it feels dirty. Yeah. No, he'll, uh, he'll lay uh, lines of Electrum in uh, grid-like patterns across the uh, sides of the bell into the, uh, you know, letting some of it into the gears and mechanisms that he built into it. For the sake of it, uh, roll me a Tinker's Tools at advantage. Uh, 14. It's something you're not experienced with. It starts sinking into the metal. You know the bell is important. It's vital. More important than anything you've probably worked on in years at least, maybe ever. This is the most important thing ever. Okay. It is the most important thing ever. It's powerful, and as you set the things into place, it's strange how it seems imperfect, but then when you look at it, it straightens out almost on its own. As it sets in, there are bits of color that leap from it. Not very bright, not very far, as the metal begins to set. As you finish with it, it's not that you were necessarily the best you've ever been while making, but nonetheless, not only is it the most important work you've ever done, to look upon it now is the best work. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll cover it back up in a protective silk cloth and put it away once it's cool enough to uh, do so. How oh, I wish I could go back and change the events that led me to this point. Faustus. Thank you, Conrad. You're a better friend than I have any right to. I'll clean this up and pack up. Thank you. Of course. Faustus, as it's cooling, gets to the point where you know you could handle it and cover it. There is the fact that, for the first time, it's done. For now, at least. Do you at least want to hear how it sounds? No, actually, given the circumstances in the middle of a town, he uh, trusts the workmanship. That's very fair. Okay. 
But he will spend a while looking at it before cleaning up the crucible and leaving the, uh, I think it was another eight gold on the uh, counter. All right. Does anyone have any final plans for that night? Drink and sleep. (laughs) Yep. All right. As everyone goes off to rest that night, and I just heard a buzz. Did, is that someone else having a plan? I think Not it was a buzz. Hmm. Okay. As everyone goes off to sleep that night, Conrad, make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh boy. Uh, seven. Wait, I think I have that one. Yeah, 19. Okay. You have another drink as before heading back to go to sleep. It's it's a walk, and you get home. It'd be almost unnotable, but the night is just so clear, so bright. The moon's so big. As you go to bed, before you find yourself falling asleep, you hear a sound from where you are. There's certain other people must hear it too, but it feels weirdly personal, intimate almost. A howling from the distance. It's low, quiet, but it's echoed. You hear more. It feels weirdly important, but you can just go to sleep if you'd like. No, he's going after it. Okay, well, we'll hit that up next time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Conrad, (laughs) you've lived way too long. (laughs) Why does this always end with me going like, God damn it, don't do something stupid, and then something stupid happens? Uh, Anyway... This session went in many different directions I didn't expect it to. <laughs> um, questions, comments, concerns? Nope. I am very concerned. <laughs> Grove would be very concerned if he heard this. You don't know what it means. Oh, bullshit. I mean, Illyria would be like, um, falling no, it, sounds into a wood is not a good thing, and I lived in one for over a decade. I heard howling. I'm just going to equate that <laughs> with bad things. No, that's fair. I was about to say, like, in character, you don't know specifically what it means. Out of character, you probably know exactly what it means. You think I'm going after howling and not knocking on your door? Pack your shit, Grove. <laughs> well, you need to not knock on a door and come up to the, like, roof. <laughs> Or stables or wherever probably he and I have sat with the dog. Oh no, there's there's so many wrong things for this situation. I love it. <laughs> things went great for Nick last time. He investigated something in the middle of the night while drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think we're I think we're good. So where'd everyone go? <laughs> Hello, oh, well. big pigman. <laughs> Sizable pig. <laughs> it's an excellent hog. <laughs> Those are the three largest pigs I've ever seen. <laughs> I need to tell leftward Conrad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Rightward Conrad. Conrad's a bitch. I don't like him at all. <laughs> I don't like him. He looks like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Got a bit of a swagger about him. Can always communicating with middle Conrad. But anyway. <laughs> Anyone else? Questions, comments, concerns? Nope. I liked what I was here for. <laughs> a lot of personal <laughs> stuff. And Grove sitting there being enjoying peace as much as there is in this fucking city that is in a forest. Time's up, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, you had a good day. Let's go hunt wolves. He's like, oh. All right. Well, despite all our technical difficulties in the process of getting here, um, <laughs> we cobbled together a session. <laughs> we got a bit of a session in here. <laughs> Sorry for monopolizing so much of it. <laughs> it happens. Uh, I'm going to kill the broadcast.
All right. You have a good night, Internet. Good night, Internet.